Hello, everyone, and welcome to Expect a Miracle with Richard Roberts, our weekly podcast featuring outstanding guests from all over the world. And today, my very special guest is my longtime friend, Pastor Paul Naughton of Harvest Church in London, England, in the United Kingdom. Hello, Pastor Paul. God bless you and welcome to the podcast. Hello, Dr. Richard. What a privilege, what a joy to be beaming over to you there in, in America and uh, from a sunny London, strangely. <laughs> well, it's a rainy day here in Tulsa, so we got it ac- actually flopped. And I love that British accent. I, I love that you, crisp sir. British accent, the way you speak. Thank you, sir. We have to try incredibly hard to keep up our appearances. <laughs> uh, Pastor Paul has been a, a longtime friend. Uh, he and I came uh, to know each other many years ago during a time when he was serving as the chairman of the board of the Benningham Ministry Board in the United Kingdom. And then he served as a member of our board of directors in the United Kingdom for, for quite a, a period of time. And he and I have made trips all around the world over the years. And as a matter of fact, it was Pastor Paul who gave me the original contacts for what we've been doing in India for the past four years. And I remember, uh, Pastor, we were in a a meeting in London, and you said, Richard, I've got contacts in India with pastors, hundreds and thousands of pastors who are in the remote areas, which is what I was looking for. And so I want to thank you publicly, because since that contact that you helped me to establish some, I guess, five or six years ago, I've laid hands on almost 5,000 Indian pastors, and that number will will jump to about 7,000 later on this year. So publicly, thank you for that contact. God bless you, sir. It was the Lord's doing. I remember that meeting so clearly. I had just changed my phone. And for some reason, the settings had put all my appointments back two hours. So when I arrived at the meeting, I was two hours late and you were so gracious. Uh, Everyone was looking at me like a frog in a hailstorm. And I just, I I needed some grace right there. And you give it to me. And uh, it was just, it was one of those divinely orchestrated join-ups, and I was just so glad to be a part of it. Well, I'm so glad as well, and also thank you for the the many times that you and I have ministered together in Africa in several different nations, and I thank you for that. Uh, So he and I go back a long way. Pastor, tell us a little bit about Harvest Church and and how you got into the ministry in the first place. Yeah, uh, well, I feel like I could write a book called How Not to Plant a Church. You know, I think if there was any mistake that you could make, I think we made it along the way. And uh, we started in 1994 uh, as part of a great church in London's uh, project to plant 2000 churches by the year 2000. And uh, it was uh, your old friend, Pastor Colin Dye, who was the uh, pioneer of that idea and we really took it on. Yes. That's right. That's right. We we started in a, a little lounge area uh, with three people in 1994, February. Uh, by the end of March, we were bigger than the house that we were meeting in. So we decided we'd open up a, you know, a little hall. We went to a, a very grotty part of town and opened up the ministry there. And it just kept growing and growing. And by God's grace, you know, before the pan- uh, the pandemic and the lockdowns and everything like that, we had about 600 people coming through the ministry on a, on a weekly basis. And uh, it's been it's been a real joy. We do a lot of missions. We punch above our weight. We're involved in all manner 
of humanitarian work we we do and we're five minutes from Wembley Stadium as well mm -hmm. so uh, Harvest Church London is always ready to receive you doc as well yeah well thank you so much uh, you mentioned that you made about every mistake that you possibly could make could you could you kind of enumerate uh, what that what those were the reason I'm asking is because there are other people who are watching who say well you know what I've made mistakes and maybe I shouldn't be in the ministry and I'm sure you may have felt like that at, at some point yeah. Well, you remember that old country and Western song, four wheels on my wagon and I'm still rolling along, you know, <laughs> and the guy gets down to one wheel on the wagon and he's somehow still going. And if all you've got is a unicycle, just keep pedaling. Yes. Uh, that, that's that's all I can say. The, the, you see, the Bible talks about endurance and uh, one of my favorite scriptures, actually, the first uh, chapter of the book of Ezekiel talks about the four faces of the carriers of God's presence. And uh, the Lord spoke to me once. In fact, I preached this last time when I was in India, um, when you were waylaid over and you couldn't actually make it yourself and I stood in for you. Um, and I was talking, I was preaching to them about the four faces, that the face of the man, the face of the lion, the face of the ox and the face of the eagle, that we all need all of these attributes in our lives. You need the endurance of an ox. If you're going to achieve anything for, from God, you have to endure and you have to power through. And as we were just talking before coming live on air um, about your, your, your great father, you know, you don't know what the pioneers and the breakers through went through until you try and break through and try and pioneer yourself. So I really want to salute anyone out there in ministry who is watching this this broadcast right now and just saying, you know, I, I need that extra bit. I need yeah. I need that endurance. You receive it, my brother, my sister, because you're going to need it. And uh, as you yourself know well, Doc, going all around the world, I mean, you must have more air miles than Neil Armstrong by now <laughs> with everything that you've been doing. And uh, it's just, you know, it is that thing. You plow on through, you push through, you put your hand to the plow, and you don't look back and you just keep on going. Somehow God meets you. It's, it seems to me that there are some who would feel like because they made mistakes that maybe they missed God. But in my, in my life, I've experienced that when you're doing something for God, you're going to be opposed. That uh, Satan is going to come at, at you and sometimes people are going to come at you in order to, to discourage you from obeying the Lord. And if you, if you give in to that, uh, and you say, well, Lord, I, I must have missed it, then you, you run the risk of missing out on the calling of God in your life. Absolutely. Absolutely. I remember the words of your great father when he was uh, ministering to Brother Copeland all those years ago. And he said one thing that you have to do, Kenneth, he said, when you, when you hear the will of God, you want to find out the will of God for your life. When you find it out, don't consult flesh and blood and do everything in your power to bring it to pass. And uh, those words have resounded in my spirit for, for times, years, decades in ministry. You know, we started out in 1994. So we're coming up to 30 years. And it's like, you know what ministry's like? It's like 30 years of bad road. <laughs> That's the way it is. Even, even the most luxurious surroundings and the best cars and the best planes and the best transportation or whatever, you know, that's, that's just like, that's just kind of pain medicine for what we go through in ministry. Now, I'm not saying, you know, take out the violins and give us a sob story and everything like that. 
but um it's it is it is one one of those things that you put your armor on and you fight until the fighting's done a pastor i was being uh, promoted in the ministry some years ago by my father and the board and one of the board members stood up and said the secret to success is just continue to keep showing up you just keep showing up every day and you keep doing each day what God has called you to do. And you just wear the devil and your enemies out. Absolutely. Absolutely. Winston Churchill put it this way. He said, uh, he said an, an optimist is somebody who goes from one disaster to another without losing a sense of optimism. <laughs> and uh, it's, it, 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 it feels that way. Uh, but God, you see, this is the thing you read in the book of even in Genesis, you go back to Joseph in, in prison as a slave, stark naked, you know, standing on a block and being auctioned off to the highest bidder. And, you know, that the, the Bible says, and the Lord was with Joseph. Yes. And those words are more comforting than any kind of adversity that you could ever go through. I don't know whether I told you this, but back in the year 2000, you know, we had a, a, a beautiful little daughter, our only child at the time, yes. died ever so suddenly of a, uh, a pneumococcal infection. Yes, I remember septicemia. that. Yeah. And, you know, we were we'd just planted the church six years. We were growing and suddenly it was like a bolt out of hell itself. And unless you've actually been through a tragedy that that big, you, you just don't know what it's like because your entire life revolves around your your children, especially in the early years. And it was like, wow, on top of absolutely everything else. And uh, we just we just clung on to God. But I, what it taught us, it gave my wife the most amazing, uh, amazing healing ministry. Uh, she goes all around the world now with her Healed for Life ministry there. And uh, that's just growing from strength to strength. But what it what it taught me was the ability to cling on to God. And it's 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 one of the strangest things to say about such a tragedy. But the Lord was with us through it. There's some things that you that you you can't go around. There's some storms that you can't rebuke. I mean, there's loads that you can. Thank God for standing and speaking to the wind and, and the waves, etc., and telling them peace be still. But then there's other things, you know, that the storms of life, Jesus put it in, in his word, saying that, you know, the, the floods came up. The rain came down and the wind blew. So that's adversity from beneath. It's adversity from around you and it's adversity from above. Yeah. And he says the house that was built on that rock of hearing and doing the word was the one that stood firm. Tragedy and adversity will come to us at every stage. It's what we do with it that counts. Well, I understand perfectly what you and your dear wife went through because, of course, as you know, Lindsay and I lost our firstborn child uh, back in the early 80s. And the only thing we could do to get any strength at all through it was to pray in tongues and then to stop and pray in our own language. And God began to give us understanding. And that was when our healing ministry really took off. And Lindsay and I made our first trip together uh, to, well, our second trip, I guess, together to Africa. And, uh, and all kinds of miracles began to happen. That's when we got to know Archbishop Idahosa, who was a mentor to me to probably at least 20 countries in Africa over those many years before he went home to be with the Lord. 
And but that experience could have killed us and stopped us and destroyed us, or uh, we could take that and and uh, and allow God to bring healing to us, even though even though we were devastated. And and my wife pointed her finger at me and said, "Don't ever ask me to get pregnant again." Now she had already had three miscarriages, and then a dead son, uh, and and yet because of what happened to us in ministry, and praying in the spirit and praying back in our own understanding, uh, she said, "Let's try again." And now, of course, we have three grown, beautiful daughters. So thank yes. God, thank God for uh, for a second chance. Absolutely, and look look at you now. That that's the thing I always say to people. You know, we've we've been through the high waters, and we've been through it. Feels like hell itself sometimes. Yes. But look look at us now. That's that's the blessing of the Lord. Well, you, you know, that's that's. You mentioned uh, Winston Churchill. He also said, never, 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 never give up. And I like that. I like that. I watched a series about him recently on television, and the actor that portrayed him was so powerful. And that never, 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 never give up spirit is very important in my life, and I know it's important in your life as well. Yeah, and it's uh, funnily enough, you know, you, you feel it. In England, walking around London, sometimes you you feel that God has somehow gifted us. You know, we've we've gone astray in the last sort of two, three decades or so, quite to an extreme with political correctness. You know, it used to be that you could call yourself Christian by accident uh, in in the days gone by, but now you know, political correctness has gone one way, biblical correctness has gone the other. And it's like, wow, it's it's a strange thing. But even in the midst of all that kind of political correctness, the spirit of the age, all that kind of stuff, you feel somehow in your spirit that, that God has got something special still for us yes. in the UK. And I believe our greatest days are ahead and not behind Amen. us. Yeah. Amen. Absolutely. And the same and the same for the great USA as well. You know, we follow uh, the news media over here and we see what's going on politically and the kind of d direction that America is is taking with some of the decisions it's making. But, you know, you guys are in our prayers. I'm, I'm always joking with um, your dear friend, uh, Apostle Maldonado down in Miami. I'm, yes. I, I always tell him, I said, you know, we invented the USA. So you, you can't be all that bad. And the, 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 the look he gives me is something, something to behold. Well, but, uh, I thank yeah. God for that. And I think you're exactly right. Um, I believe with all of my heart that God is about to do something supernatural in our nations and around the world. Now, I don't know exactly what that is. I'm not trying to prophesy, but in my spirit, I feel it bubbling up. God is about to do something supernatural. And I do not believe that God will allow certain things to go on much longer without him stepping in and doing something. I believe we're going to see a third great awakening. I believe that a great healing revival is already beginning. And I am optimistic. I'm not pessimistic at all. I am an optimist in Jesus' yeah. name. Absolutely. Absolutely. And amen to that. Let me tell you some of the things that the Spirit of the Lord told me uh, about the, the the years to come. I think it will help you and, and be a blessing because it's right on track with where you are. In 2019, September, uh, the Lord started to speak to me about what was coming in 2020. And he said, he said, in 2020, he said, you're going to hear a lot of voices. They're all going to be talking about things like 2020 vision. You'll see clearly, blah, 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 that this, you know, 
blessingness and miracles that and healings that you know etc that the sort of general optimistic word that you get and the lord said he said i want you to put all that to one side he said there's going to be a lot of deception out there in 2020 and we've he seen said it. for yeah and he said he said for you and for your people he said tell them 2020 is a year of pressing and when i told my church this in october because i usually take the time around the jewish new year to seek God for the, the year coming. And uh, when I told my church, the faces of people just dropped. It's like, oh no, what's this about? You know, what, like what's coming? Because they know, they've, they've heard me prophesy about years and they've all, thank God, come to pass. And um, so that this, when, when the 2020 pandemic hit and all the lockdowns happened and everything like that, everyone was saying, wow, Pastor, they call me Pastor P. Pastor P, thank you so much for the warning that you gave us from the Lord, et cetera, et cetera. And so we prophesied in, in uh, September 2020 that 2021 would be a year of pressing into the blessing. And we're starting to see that blessing start to unfold. But as God was talking to me about that, he said, he said, 2024, he said, I want you to enjoy the rest of the time that you're locked down in the UK. He said, because of some of your busiest years are ahead of you. And he said, particularly 2024, he said, I'm going to mirror Psalm 24, lift up your heads, O ye gates, that the King of glory may come in. He said, I'm going to mirror 2024 with Psalm 24. And so that's what we're we're praying and believing God for even now in 2021. It's not that we're wishing the time away. It's that we are resting. We're recovering. We're preparing. God's already spoken to me about going to uh, Sri Lanka. I don't know a soul over there, but I just know that God is going to open those doors. And obviously, you know, uh, by God's grace, if we can ever be together again in India, that's always a joy. Uh, I love it well, just over there. And for your... Just as a yeah. side, I do have a contact in Sri Lanka, and you and I'll talk about that later. <laughs> Praise God. Thank you, sir. Wonderful. You know, God am, bless you. I'm so thrilled with what you're saying. Uh, what I'm hearing from pastors across America is in spite of the pandemic and the lockdowns and the social distancing and all that we have been through, many of the churches that I have talked to and I've been ministering at over the past few months since January, since I've been back out on the field again, have told me that this has been their greatest year financially. Wow. That God Christ has Jesus. continued to do miracles, even though they, for, for a period of time in America, they could only have so many people in a service. Now uh, churches are back open again. In California, a law was passed where they can no longer limit the number of people coming into services. And I've been in California ministering and, and there was no restriction whatsoever. And I have been in Iowa ministering and there was no restriction. I've been in Texas ministering. There's no restriction. I'll soon be in Tennessee. There's no restriction. Uh, something is happening. And ministries are growing. Our ministry is growing. Our ministry is on the way up. Our ministry has risen over the past six months. And God is not going to be thwarted. He's not going to be defeated. The church will not be defeated. Uh, heaven and earth shall pass away, but his word and his church are not going to pass away. Amen. Amen. We are unbeatable. We are undefeatable. And as long as we follow the word of God, we're unchangeable, steadfast, movable, and always abounding. That's yeah. the key. That's the key. Yeah. What's what's next for you? Really, I'm just kind of resting up, just really um, believing God for a lot of uh, ministry uh, openings towards the end of this year. As you know, in, in the UK, we're still locked down. So we are only 
allowed a certain amount of people in church on a Sunday. Uh, we do a lot of stuff online and over Zoom and everything like that. Um, but we're, we're just preparing and praying and believing God for the next few years. And uh, I really believe that we, we are going to hit a gusher, as they say in, in Texas and Oklahoma concerning the oil business, that we're going to hit a gusher in, in 2024. And, uh, it, it, you know, it sounds far off, but brother, you know, the way these things can creep up on you real fast. Yes. And uh, that's what we're believing God for. Well, I agree with you 100%. And I want to thank you uh, for being uh, so candid and so open with me on this podcast. And uh, Pastor Paul, there are those watching right now who are facing needs in their lives, spiritually, physically, financially. I know that God has given you not only a, a ministry, but a healing ministry through, through your wife and through yourself as well. Would you pray over people right now? Because there is no distance in prayer. Absolutely. Absolutely. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for that name. We thank you that you've given us that name that drives out devils, that kills hopelessness, that raises the lowly from the ash heap that heals sick bodies and tormented minds and releases souls from darkness and spirits from the cave. Heavenly Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord God, we speak your healing. We speak your blessing. We, we speak hope in Jesus' mighty name into your people, Heavenly Father. Stretch out your hand to heal, Lord God, with signs and wonders, we pray in the name of your holy child, Jesus. And Father, we thank you for this great ministry, Lord God. We thank you for Dr. Richard and Lindsay Roberts, Father, and the team there. Strengthen them, Heavenly Father, as they go about your bidding, Lord God. Thank you for the way that you've enabled us to stand together as one around the globe, preaching this ever-living gospel, Father, setting the captives free, healing the sick, cleansing the lepers, Lord God. Thank you for it, Father, that tremendous privilege. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. And I add my prayers to Pastor Paul's prayer knowing that, as I said, there is no distance in prayer. God's right here where I am in the United States, and he's right there in the mother country in the United Kingdom, but he's also right there where you are. And I remind you the scripture in Matthew 18, 18 and 19 says that if two shall agree on earth as concerning anything that they shall ask, it shall be done by my Father in heaven. And I am asking God for healing, healing in your spirit, healing in your mind, healing in your body, healing in your finances, healing in every area of your life, from the crown of your head even unto the soles of your feet. Satan, you take your hands off of God's property, and I send the word of God to you for healing today. And I believe, I believe in miracles, and I am expecting a miracle for you in the name of Jesus. Amen, amen and amen. amen. Praise God. Pastor Paul, thank you so much for being a part of uh, this podcast today. And my friends, if you are in the greater London area or you're going to be in London, you might consider and pray about attending Harvest Church.
because Pastor Paul is a tremendous man of God. He'll be a blessing. You can go online, just Google Harvest Church uh, in London or, or Pastor Paul Naughton. That's N-A-U-G-H-T-O-N. <laughs> and, uh, yes. and check him out online. I know it'll be a blessing. Pastor Paul, I love you and your wife and your family. God bless you. And thank you for being a part of this podcast. Thank you, sir. God bless you. And thank you for joining us on Expect a Miracle with Richard Roberts. I'll be back next week with another outstanding guest. God bless you. And I believe in miracles. Thank you for listening to this episode of Expect a Miracle. We hope you will share it with your friends. And we want to give you a free resource this week to help you focus on the positive. Download your free copy of 10 Positive Declarations today at oralroberts.com bookstore. Start declaring who God says you are today and expect a miracle.